You're listening to the best of Massacre Radio, featuring Jackie Dusa from June 26, 2023. Joining me now on the hotline is Jackie Dusa. She is a freelance writer as well as the current social media manager for Metal Blade Records. Some of you may know her from her content creation for Massacre Video. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today. How are we doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, David. Absolutely. Let's take it from the top here, Jackie. As I mentioned in the intro, you do content creation for Masker Video. Talk a little bit about what kind of content gets the most engagement in your time since you've been doing the content creation for Masker Video. Well, I, it's interesting you asked me that because at first I really wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was the visual of the female and the boobs and the social media clickbait thing or if it was because what we were actually talking about. And I do feel like now it's becoming more, okay, people are actually interested to see what we're going to reveal, what things we're going to kind of explain or just talk about that maybe people didn't know about some of our releases and some of our films. I feel like the things that get the most engagement are things that are a little more mysterious or films that people have always been wondering about or haven't been able to get their hands on, you know, prior. So it's kind of cool to see people's actual interest in that. We do get some very interesting messages on social media platforms in the DMs, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to see, especially in the comments and the engaged conversations that people are interested in the film. You know, it's interesting, Jackie, we were talking a little bit before the interview and you actually told me you have a radio background. You did a pre-recorded radio show with the company Gimme radio for nuclear blast what was that all about uh yeah so that was I, my whole life i've been told i have a radio voice <laughs> never never really knew what that meant i had a couple people um co-workers at nuclear blast suggest me for the position and we engaged with gimme radio to just do a, a nuclear blast radio show kind of showcasing a bunch of our artists at the time or some of our catalog artists and it was really cool i got to have a lot of fun with um you know just in terms of choosing my own playlist and really showcasing what artists i wanted to or what campaigns i was working on and i also got to do a lot of really cool interviews Reviews. We would do some shows where the segments in between would be less of me talking and more of me asking an artist questions. So I've gotten to interview a bunch of great artists for that, and it was a really wonderful experience. Well, Jackie, whoever suggested you have a voice for radio was not lying. Now, Thank you so much. <laughs> I'd have to imagine that working in the metal industry in any capacity, much like you do, you know, it's a mostly male-driven industry for the most part. What is it like to be a leading female in that environment, and what are some of the challenges and obstacles you've overcome yourself in your time in the industry? Well, there's positives and negatives, like with anything. I mean, it's definitely very male-driven, and I think the obvious things are negative about it, like sometimes we don't feel appreciated for our work. We feel like we're being overlooked. I know me in particular, I've had some issues where I know for sure that I was getting paid less, yada, yada. But in the same sense, there's also this camaraderie and this community that's going on in the metal industry. And I do feel that it's maybe a little bit less so than, not that to say that it's not male driven, but there's an acceptance there and there's a promotion of females there, like not just with the bands and with women who can sing, but There's a lot of women behind the scenes of heavy metal, especially working for record labels who are doing a lot and are really promoting artists and really promoting creativity and accomplishing a lot. And yeah, there's a little bit of discouragement as far as any male driven industry when you are a woman in that industry. But I also work with a lot of really talented females who are pushing boundaries and just accomplishing a lot. So it's kind of awesome to be a part of that. 
as we have already covered, you are, in fact, a writer, Jackie. And I wanted to ask you, what are some of the more unique writing gigs you've had in your career? And have you ever written an obituary? I have not written an obituary, but my, like, 12-year-old self would have been obsessed with somehow cementing that to be my full-time job. Yeah. I am a little bit of a morbid personality type, hence my association with Massacre. But no, um, most of my writing jobs are, at this point in my career, band biography-driven. A lot of times a band uh, wants, you know, just a kind of short bio or a couple-page bio to go out with a new release, um, a new tour, or something like that. So mostly that's kind of where... I've lane the past couple of years with my writing, depending on the artist, they don't always want to just describe what they're doing. They have a real vision and um, a real sense of artistry that they're trying to accomplish that I get to kind of convey to people, even if it's just a short couple page thing, you know, it's, it's a cool place to be creative. Freelance writer and current social media manager for Metal Blade Records, Jackie Dusa is my guest. Jackie, as we've discussed, you also do content for Masker Video, and I noticed on your website that you also write lyrics. So I ask you, say you were tasked with writing a theme song for Masker Video. Lyrically, could you give us an idea of where you'd take it? I mean, I think it would. <laughs> I think the obvious answer is that it would end up being a death metal song with a lot of gore, rape, and violence references. But I feel like there's a lot of atmospheric vibes, uh, no lyric vibes that could be put to a nice Massacre video soundtrack, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you just touched on something interesting there with your response. So I want to know, in your opinion, what is the allure to murder, rape, you know, that sort of thing within the context of entertainment, music, and film? Well, I think I can speak for myself personally and just say especially from a really young age, which I think a lot of people who are into that kind of thing generally get into it when they're younger. Um, I, I've always been attracted to things that kind of shock me, you know, just like some people like the feeling of being on a roller coaster or going on an airplane. I think we all enjoy different feelings, you know, in life. And one of the feelings I've always enjoyed is being shocked or disgusted or repulsed. Because it's just such an extreme emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of attraction there for a lot of people to just sort of shock themselves. Or, But, you know, again, there's a lot of sick people out there who just like it because they're relating to whatever somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's a lot to be said about just enjoying the feeling of being shocked and also just having this sense of relief. Very interesting. So we're going to play a little game here, Jackie. I'm going to read to you a sentence, and you need to tell me if you think it's a news headline or a brief synopsis of a movie, all right? Okay. Okay. First one, <laughs> man loses custody of kids only to become a cross-dressing nanny in order to see them more. Is that a news headline or a brief synopsis of a movie? Brief uh, synopsis for a movie. Okay, and for some bonus points here, Jackie, do you know the name of the movie? I don't. That would be the Robin Williams classic, Mrs. Doubtfire. I was going to say Mrs. Doubtfire, <laughs> but I swear to you, I thought this was going in a completely different direction. So I was like, he's going to be talking about something else. Okay, so you're one for one so far. Not bad. Let's continue. Rescuers amputate woman's leg to pull her from building collapse. Tell me, Jackie, is that a news headline or a movie hypnosis? I mean, that could easily be either, but I'm going to say news headline. You are really on your game today because that is, in fact, a news headline. As a matter of fact, that recently happened in Iowa. Okay, here's the next one. Out-of-work actor reinvents himself as a female, lands role, and falls in love with the female castmate. News headline or movie hypnosis, Jackie? It's a brief movie synopsis, but I can't think of what it is. But I know when you say it, I'm going to know because I feel like it's a semi-recent film. All right, I'll give you one hint. I got two words for you, Jackie. Dustin Hoffman. 
Oh, shit. Okay, what is it? What's it called? Uh, that would be Tootsie. Oh, okay, yeah, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> You're doing great so far, but we have a few more. So tell me, is this a news headline or a brief movie synopsis? Three mischievous teenagers kill and eat a prized swan in a New York village. I mean, I feel like some of the people who's in which... <laughs> a couple people whose circles I run in might make a movie out of that, but I feel like it's two seconds. It's got to be a news headline. She just doesn't miss. Four for four so far. I think I made these a little bit too easy, but let's see if you can get a clean sweep here, Jackie. Tell me, is this a news headline or a brief movie synopsis? A detective goes undercover at a gay club to locate a killer, only to find out he identifies with the atmosphere as the police struggle to find the killer. What say you? Uh, movie? Look at that. A perfect five for five. I never doubted you for a second. That is, in fact, the synopsis for the movie Cruisin' with Al Pacino. Ooh, yes. Well, yes, a while ago, but yes. Okay. Ja- like some unhinged Al Pacino, like some Dog Day Afternoon vibe Al Pacino. So that, that's cool. Job well done, Jackie. I wanted to switch gears here a little bit and talk about Satan. What is it about Satan that you think people find so appealing? Is it the sex appeal? Is it the horns? What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything. There's definitely the sex appeal. There's definitely the the dark, alluring thing, which, of course, sometimes involves sex appeal. But I think everybody loves a tragic hero. Everybody loves, you know, the black and the white and the the ability to say, like, no, I kind of relate to that a little more. Like, no, you don't have to be good all the time. The temptation, for lack of a better word, you know, is, mm-hmm. I think, very alluring to a lot of people, this ability to kind of dip your toe into being nasty. Among your many interests, you also list cooking, and it says here you're also a bit of a mixologist. So I want to ask you, Jackie, in your mind, what drink is best paired with a good horror movie? I do enjoy cooking and mixology as far as creating things, but at the end of the day, it's always going to come down to a glass of wine for me. I'm a a Polak, so I used to be a big (laughs) vodka girl. It's just the older I get, the less uh, I'm able to handle liquor. My body's like, no thanks. Just a couple more questions before we get you out of here, Jackie. I don't know if we play a lot of pinball, but it's kind of back. It's been back for about at least eight years, and even more so as of recently. You know, all kinds of movie franchises and TV shows and bands are getting their own pinball machines, so I ask you which horror movie franchise do you think would be best served being turned into a pinball machine what do you think oh that's such a good question i don't know there's there's so many things i could say i think i would love to see maybe like a fulci one you know oh man you yes. do a, a collection of his films in one pinball machine because again that would leave you with so many options of just i don't know that would be pretty cool and same with the soundtrack you know now that is a great idea i can see it now his selected filmography can be the different modes you play through in order to level up and win the game yeah thank you now i'm fantasizing about it <laughs> We'll get you out of here on this last one here. I know you are originally from Massachusetts, and while I don't know much about Massachusetts in general, I do know that they take their professional sports teams very seriously. I don't know if you're a sports fan, Jackie, but I want to ask you, who is your favorite WNBA team, and what would you change about the game, if anything? Uh, No idea and no idea. (laughs) Jackie Dusa has been my guest today. Jackie, if people want to find you online, how can they go about doing so? I'm pretty heavy on Instagram, so I'm Lilith underscore Costa on Instagram, and I post on there a lot of just kind of my day-to-day and getting to work with artists and stuff I'm up to with my travels, so just fucking around on there. Jackie, thank you so much for your time today, and let's do it again sometime. What do you think? Thank you, David. You too. This was a really great chat. I appreciate it. Hidden beneath the lies are spoonfuls of truth. 
His mission, to serve out indiscriminate truths and wrong the rights of a bleeding society. Join us. As Members Only Dave opens the lid. Forget opening the lid. This installment is so jam-packed, I'm pouring out the jug. Let's get to it. First up. It was fight night at a Morgan Wallen concert in Pittsburgh. It ain't nothing but four young honeys fighting by the Porta Johns. Imagine for one second getting all gussied up for your Instagram photos, boots and all, only to get shoved into the John. And in the video, that's exactly what happens. She's on her butt right in front of the seat where all the pissy dribble hangs out. And then the enforcer shows up and absolutely wipes the floor with these two girls who are teaming up on one of her friends, it seems, pulling hair and serving out indiscriminate justice to all those who dare test her. Now, our crack staff here at Masker Radio did their due diligence and reached out to this brute in the white boots for comment, but she never got back to us. Yeah, it's David with Masker Radio. Uh, I saw that video of you stopping out some chicks at the Morgan Wallen concert recently. At least I think that was you. I got a hot tip that it was you, so I got your number. I figured I'd give you a call to see if you wanted to tell your side of the story. Uh, if you could just call me back, that would be great. You can reach me at 440-941-8585-247. Uh, if I don't answer, leave a message. And also, I thought your white boots were awesome. I hope you didn't get them too dirty. <laughs> uh, anyway, call me whenever you can. But you know what I realized? She's from Pittsburgh, so maybe I should have spoke to her in her native language to get my point across. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I saw that you started at Donnybrook, came out swinging and airballing. Hope your white boots didn't get dirty. Let's go grab a bite at Bramani's. I'll grab my keys. I'll see you down there. Hey, how about this? From one concert kerfuffle to another... Yeah, this year's Burning Man turned into a repeat of Woodstock 94 of sorts, minus all the good music, of course. Heavy rains inundated the festival, causing one big wet mess as people started to get stranded, starting a congested tie-up of motor vehicles and concert goers alike as they attempted to flee. People, including celebrities like Chris Rock and Diplo, had to walk upwards of five miles before getting picked up and escorted out. Oh, the humanity. We actually have a live reporter on the ground at Burning Man, and they have an update. Our man Jenks is on the scene. Jenks, what do you see? Oh, man, it is fucked out here. People are covered in shit, and they're starting to become a little unwieldy as they head for the exits. Nobody has dry clothes, and they smoked all their weed. Please send help, and send some more weed. It's fucked out here, man. Oh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell. From one disgusting thing to another, Taco Bell announces that they're testing out a Baja Blast gelato at an Irvine, California location. And the toothless Mountain Dew lovers rejoice. Look, I'm no Wolfgang Puck, okay? But I'm no different from any of y'all as far as my palate is concerned. When you start infusing Baja Blast with, what is it? Oh yeah, gelato. You've really scratched the bottom of the barrel as far as food innovation is concerned. I'm kind of surprised they went with the Baja Blast gelato when Baja Blast Doritos Locos Cinnamon Twist was right there. Screw it, just toss it all into one big barnyard trough and call it a day. Ring the bell and say, come and freaking get it. I'm sure it couldn't taste any worse than the standard fare. But as far as Taco Bell's menu is concerned, pass me that nacho sauce. I'm drinking it. And finally... 
The world lost a dream blunt rotation all within a three-day period. Jimmy Buffett, Steve Harwell of Smash Mouth, and the dream weaver himself, Gary Wright, all six feet under. Well, maybe not yet anyway, but they will be. Now, I've never claimed to be the world's biggest Jimmy Buffett fan, but you just know that dude was smoking on some super ganj. I mean, the guy has a song called Cheeseburger in Paradise. I can't think of anything less appetizing than a cheeseburger when you're in paradise, okay? If you're in paradise, you're on vacation. And if you're on vacation, you get the mahi-mahi and save the cheeseburgers for the fatties. May they all rest in peace. He opens the lid on all the hottest topics. Members only Dave will satisfy your sensory on Massacre He gets to the bottom of all the biggest questions. Hello there, excuse me, knowledge is eternal. Don't bother to ask him to clean it any further. Yeah, cause he don't know. You're listening to the number one radio station in the universe. Massacre Radio on WKMA Cleveland, an HD2 station. Turn it up and rip the knob off. You're listening to the best of Massacre Radio, featuring Buttress from November 7th, 2023. We're back here on Massacre Radio. Hey, this is cool. My next guest is actually calling in right now, courtesy of the Massacre Radio hotline, which you too can call at 440-941-8585. She's an artist. She's made a short film on 16mm. Oh, and by the way, she has a new album coming out titled Endofunctor. And here to talk all about it is none other than The Buttress. Buttress, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are things? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, to start, I'd like to ask you about the name Buttress. If you will be so kind for our listeners who are asleep at the wheel, so to speak, explain the whole Buttress name and moniker. Well, I regrettably went to art school for college. I had to take a lot of art history classes. And one thing we learned about when we were learning about Gothic architecture was buttresses, which are these structures that exist in the side of buildings to help support them and keep the wall up. Mm -hmm. And there's these things called flying buttresses, which is when there's like negative space under the, I don't know, look it up, Google it. But um, (laughs) I always thought it'd be funny to be a rapper named the Flyest Buttress. So I always had this idea in my head, like, oh, if I ever make rap music, I'm going to be the flyest buttress. But I also uh, used that moniker briefly for my noise project. I had a noise project before I started rapping. So it wasn't just my rap moniker. But yeah, that's where it came from. How did you even get into rap in the first place? I guess the same way I really got into anything else. Whenever I got into any genre of music, really, I just like feel this need historically to try and imitate it. I'm really into like trying to imitate aesthetics and do things. So when I was a young kid, like I got into rock music. So I took guitar lessons and then I got into classical music and I took cello lessons. And with rap, it was really the same thing. Like I got really into rap music when I was in college and I decided I wanted to try. So really that simple who would you say the rappers were that really got your attention early on that made you want to try it out for yourself when i first got into it the big ones would definitely be lil kim i was obsessed with the hardcore album Mm -hmm. and um the rizza of wu-tang clan 
those are really my big two. You know, it's interesting you say RZA because when I was listening to the new album Endofunctor that you sent over, I was definitely picking up on some RZA vibes as well as Esham. Have you ever heard about Esham or listened to him? Oh, of course. I love Booming Words from Hell. That's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, just with your whole delivery. It was pretty sick, so yeah. Oh, thanks. That's awesome. I'm flattered. I love Esham. He's awesome. Now, looking through your social media, I noticed you are a big believer in the rounded sunglasses. They seem to be a mainstay for you in your wardrobe. It's a classic look, really, but just for a minute here, talk about some of the mystical powers and the overall aura that encompasses the fashioning of such eyewear. You know, I really don't know because I feel like on a lot of people, it makes them look like a complete fucking douchebag. And maybe it makes me look like a douchebag, too, but I always felt like they just made me look a little smarter and also a little bit like, I don't know, like that villain in Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, like the guy with the round glasses, Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering him correctly. Like for me, I feel like they kind of have an aura of like making me look a little more intellectual, a little more spooky, a little bit like I have an edge. And so, yeah, I just like occasionally don them. Yeah, a little dangerous even perhaps. Yeah. I feel like they work for me, but maybe they don't. Maybe one day I'll totally regret the round glasses because I just totally look like a douchebag. No, they're a timeless look. I can dig it. Okay, perfect. After listening to the new album Endofunctor, I was trying to figure out what genre of rap your new album actually is. You know, I know it's tough to narrow it down to just one thing, but I wanted to ask you which genre you think it falls into. You know, I really don't know. Uh, One of the, like, things I've been telling people about it as I'm trying to promote it before it's out, is that each song kind of has like a different stylistic approach. So I'm not really sure it even has one. I feel like between, you know, some of the songs are just completely like different genres. I would say most of them are. I don't think the album really necessarily has one. I don't know. My guest today is The Buttress. Now, I want to ask you about your song Brutus blowing up on TikTok. How exactly did that come about? I honestly have zero fucking clue. Like... I don't have a TikTok account. I mean, now I do, but I don't even, it's like on my iPhone, you know, like I logged in. I don't even know what my like user account name is. I think a few years ago during quarantine, it like kind of blew up on there, which I also didn't find out about until way later. One day I was like literally just looking up Brutus because I wanted to find the link to it. I don't know if I was going to send it to someone. I don't know. I hadn't looked it up in forever. And I looked it up on YouTube and there was just like a hundred videos of like animations. Like people made like My Little Pony animations and shit to the video. Like it seems to have like become something that people like in these communities have an affinity for. Like they make like animated fucking videos. I don't fucking know. I don't understand any of this shit. So that's when I realized that it had gone viral somewhere. And I'm pretty sure it was TikTok in like a small way. But then this year, I don't know, the same thing happened on TikTok. I have no fucking idea how. I can't tell you. How long was the song out before it went viral? Isn't the track a few years old at this point? It's been out since 2016, so it's seven years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of funny because people are always trying to game the algorithm. Meanwhile, I don't even have a fucking TikTok account. I barely can work the app. I feel like a boomer whenever I'm on it. And yeah, it just like it just fucking blew up. I don't know. I think it's because people on TikTok are really into like um, cosplay and theatrics, acting things out. So. 
because Brutus is this like narrative song with like a very like clearly defined character and narrative, I guess like people on TikTok are drawn to it because they can act it out and dress up, make their little animated videos or whatever. (laughs) I I guess that kind of leads me into my next question. You know, in what ways did having Brutus go viral end up helping your career? Did you see a boost in attendance at shows or anything like that? I haven't done a show in years. I haven't done an interview in years. I was like pretty much done with music for the most part. But then because Brutus went viral during the pandemic, I was like, eh, I guess I would be an idiot to not finish some of these music projects that I've had in my pocket for years. I just kind of had resigned to like, eh, maybe one day I'll put out music again. But with all this shit going on, I'm like, well, it's probably dumb not to just finish it. And recently, I've just felt kind of motivated to do it. And making music has been fun again. So I haven't done shows. I don't know. I'm like the worst businesswoman. Like, <laughs> I have no idea if I if I scheduled a butcher's show soon, which I am going to do. So I guess I'll find out. I have no idea, like, how many people would come. It could be anywhere between, like, five and 500. I have no idea what's going on. Okay, so it's my understanding that you're also a podcaster and do the Phenomenology Club, it says here. What's that all about? Is that something that you're still doing? It is something I'm doing. It's actually um, something I started years ago. I have this, some of your listeners might appreciate this because it's about John Carpenter film, the film Dark Star. You know, one of his early films where he um, has this part about the the bomb and teaching it phenomenology. Mm-hmm. I always thought that scene was so funny. So in a song that I made on my first album, Behind Every Great Man, I have this whole part where I'm like screaming, like, top of the bomb, teach it phenomenology. And I don't know why, but I was trying to buy a, a website around then, like years ago, and I didn't know what, what kind of a website. So I was like, oh, maybe phenomenology.com or something, because I'm always like, you know, saying this word in my rap. The domain wasn't available, but there was a domain called Phenomenology Club, the domain name. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, shit, let me buy this. It was like a dollar. And then I was like, Phenomenology Club is like a fun idea for like a project. So I kind of started developing this project. It's like a real life club. We have like real members, but it's also um, a narrative video series that's kind of like fun. And uh, it's like a little bit horror, but it's mostly like sci-fi philosophy. And actually, um, it's a series that I want to finish this year. Well, finish the first installation of it. The past few years, it's just really kind of been a club of actual individuals and a podcast, but it is ultimately a, a video series, a narrative video series. That's what it is. It's a lot of things. So you kind of worked backwards on the whole thing then. Like you came up with a name and then you worked it from there. Where can people check it out? Yeah, kind of. Um, well, on my Patreon, it's I believe it's just patreon.com slash phenomenology club. You can uh, become a member for only $1. Then you get unlimited access to all of our previous and present podcast episodes. We go live every two weeks. And it's just kind of right now, it's just still this kind of live stream podcast thing. But 2024, I really want to dedicate some time now that I'm getting my old music out. I want to dedicate some time to finishing the narrative series, too. So look out for that. We're going to take a brief time out and come back with more from The Buttress after this. Inside of you, there are two wolves, and they're both listening to Massacre Radio. Only on WKMA Cleveland, NHD2 Station. 
Back here on Masker Radio, joined today by my guest, The Buttress. The new album is titled Endofunctor. You're not going to want to miss that. Now, I recently started following you on Twitter, and I see you tweeting about something called a goon cave. What exactly is a goon cave? I just wanted to hear it from you. You know, the types of activities that normally go on in a goon cave. (laughs) Well... I mean, I found out about goon caves because I used to have a bit of an amphetamine problem. And when I was trying to, like, stay off of amphetamines, I would visit the Sims board. I don't know if you use Reddit at all. The Sims board on Reddit. It's a depraved place. I don't recommend it. But I would go to this Sims board to, like, read other amphetamine users' posts because it would help keep me on the straight and narrow because these people are fucking nuts, the kind of shit they do. And one of the things that they do is um, build goon caves which are basically these, like, <laughs> they're not literal caves. It'll be like a room <laughs> where they'll, they'll amass, like, 10 digital screens and also just plaster, like, pornography all over the walls. And they'll just sit in there and masturbate for hours. It's supposed to be this, like, fully immersive pornography experience that usually involves methamphetamine, you know. So the guys will stay in there for fucking hours. It's like the most degenerate pathetic shit you've ever seen in your life especially because now we have like vr and stuff so it's like it's almost like analog vr like you're literally clipping out shit and pasting it to the walls and some of these goon caves are fucking nuts and the whole time i figured you were just in there playing minecraft well i i thought it was funny because i got into minecraft over the past few years I always joke about building my Minecraft goon cave. I just think it's hilarious, like, the idea of having, like, 10 screens going on and, like, each one just has, like, Minecraft. I just want to be, like, so immersed in Minecraft. Well, you know, the whole Minecraft thing, I got to ask, did you ever play any other PC games or video games in general while growing up? I kind of get a Sims vibe from you for some reason. No, I actually, I never have played The Sims. Actually, I grew up in a really Christian household, and I asked for The Sims one year. And my parents gave it to me, and on the back of the box, it said that you could be a hacker. And (laughs) I thought that meant, like, you could chop people up. And I was just overcome with this, like, Christian guilt. And I remember going up to my parents, and I was really sad. I, like, debated about this for a while. I went to my parents. I was like, I I don't think this game is, like, righteous. (laughs) I, I just had this, like, guilt, like, oh, this game is sinful. I can't play this. You can chop people up. So I gave it back. That was my one chance where I could have played The Sims. I probably would have loved it because I fucking love Minecraft. But honestly, it's probably for the best. I like read a book instead or something. We weren't allowed to have video game consoles. We had some PC games. But I did, over quarantine, try to get into a few games. And I got into Five Nights at Freddy's, which I like did some Twitch streaming. Have you played that game? No, no, but I have heard of it and I'm vaguely familiar play it it's fucking terrifying it doesn't look scary but it's fucking terrifying and the movie just came out which i enjoyed i mean i guess the real question is have you ever survived all five nights no i had to give up it was too scary i couldn't do it it's like jump scares too and it's just uh, it's just so anxiety anxiety inducing you'll see when you play so the new album endofunctor i checked it out i listened to it and i loved it but i have to ask you know going back to that whole tiktok thing after having brutus go viral on the platform what kind of pressure if any did you feel when coming up with new material for this release honestly like none because I think that, you know, a big problem I used to have and part of why I kind of stopped making music was I just felt this incredible pressure. Like every time anything good happened for my career, I just felt this like immense pressure. Like, oh, now anything I put out has more eyes on it. So it has to be like perfect. 
really good. And that pressure ultimately handicapped me and I felt totally paralyzed to even put out new music. And it's part of why I kind of gave up the entire project because I just felt like everything I made wasn't good enough. Now coming into it, I'm like, first of all, I don't even personally think Brutus is a great song or anything. So I'm like, shit, I don't fucking know. I've noticed now, like throughout the years, like people just randomly like stuff I hate or they hate stuff I like. I feel like at this point, like, I can't even think about that kind of shit. Like, I just have to put shit out if I'm ever going to again. Because when you get too hung up on, like, I should do this, and this has to be perfect, and this should be better, you just end up becoming totally paralyzed with indecision. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I think what I've made is pretty good, you know? I think it's stronger than the other album I have out, and people love that. And I'm like, I can't believe people listen to this, so fuck it. Well, I guess I ask you that because I know these days, now more than ever, artists are making songs in a vacuum, so to speak, you know, to get those plays and to go viral on social media. That's all. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think I think TikTok is kind of nasty. Like, I don't want to make music like that does good on TikTok, but I think it'll naturally kind of happen because, like I said, like, you know, similar to Brutus, I feel like a lot of my music just has this kind of narrative quality. So, I mean... I, I could definitely see some of the songs on End of Funk are doing okay on TikTok, but I really don't fucking know. I definitely didn't make anything with the purpose of like, oh, this will do good on TikTok. If anything, I'm kind of scared to see what people on TikTok might do with some of it. <laughs> Let's shift gears here and talk a little bit about the short film that you made, Visitor 420. Now, you shot this on 16mm, and I know you direct your own music videos. Do you have any plans on any future short films or even any feature films, you think, maybe? I do plan on it, yeah. I, I definitely want to. I mean, I like making music, but my real passion is definitely film. And I want to hopefully make a feature film within the next few years. I feel like I just got to take the leap and do it. Yeah. I wanted to make new shorts, but now that I'm like doing all this stuff again, I'm like, eh, I should just go for a feature while I have the motivation. Oh, yeah? You got some ideas rattling around in the old think tank, do you? I do. I'm working on them. <laughs> I, I don't want to... I don't want to say them yet while they're not fully formed, but yeah, I'm I'm working on it. That's what I've been cooking up in my head. It's my estimation, you know, you seem like you're a fairly creative person. So do you always have your hand into something creative, even in your quote downtime or, you know, what do you even do to unwind? Honestly, I mean, I have like periods of high productivity and then they're like, you know, afterwards it's like periods of just prolonged like being totally dormant and you know up until recently I had been mostly dormant like for a while like you know I always kind of work a little bit here and there on something but I wasn't really working on shit I was kind of going through a lot you know getting off of amphetamines and a lot of things changed in my life but I don't know what happened just this past year I just got like this burst of motivation so I'm just kind of riding this current wave right now I feel like I'm having a mini renaissance it'll probably last for a few years and then i'll probably fall off the face of the fucking earth again for another few years until the cycle repeats itself the buttress has been my guest today her new album which is titled endofunctor is either out now or out tomorrow as of this release of this episode where can people find it if they want to check it out look it up on spotify and wherever else uh music is streamed google it now, before we wrap this up, is there anything you'd like to say to your fans out there who might be listening to this very radio program? No, except thanks for the continued support, especially considering that, you know, I'm always falling off the face of the earth. I really appreciate it. And I won't be disappearing anytime soon again. I'm here for a fucking minute. So let's go. 
get ready for any buttress releases. And hey, if you end up doing any live shows, for real, seriously, let me know. It would be so awesome to do like, you know, a Massacre Radio road trip and package to the buttress show. What do you think? Hell yeah. Well, good luck with the new album. Thank you for joining us and thank you for your time today. It was great. Perfect. Thank you for having me, Dave. Massacre. You've been listening to the best of Massacre Radio. Groping. Getting emotional. Probably that time of the month. Extremely perverted. Well, how do you do? 